Hey, good morning, gang. It is 9 a.m. on the button, Eastern Standard Time. It is the last day of June. It's June 30th, 2020. Um, let's talk about the second to last day of June uh, yesterday. Um, so uh, U.S. markets ripped yesterday, um, probably because I didn't get you know my, my typical bearish sentiment out pre-market. And, uh, you know, everybody was uh, inspired. They said, oh, we gave up. Let's, uh, that means it must be turning green. Let's go. But uh, honestly, I really have no idea why they ripped. I mean, maybe some strong housing data. Um, but <laughs> I keep looking around. And I look around at a lot of different things, believe it or not. Despite my, my dungeon here being windowless, I do see a lot, um, thanks to the power of the Internet. And, um, yeah, I don't see a lot of positive. But stonks don't care. Stonks go up. The S&P erased uh, its June declines yesterday. The Dow uh, was up to uh, 232 basis points. The S&P was up 147, and the NASDAQ was up 120. Uh, Micron, uh, the memory chip maker, they make DRAM, NAND, all the stuff that helps you um, save shit on your phones, computers, other uh, electronic devices, uh, reported earnings after hours. They had a nice beat and a positive outlook. Stock was up about 8% after hours. Uh, bodes pretty well for the uh, memory market and uh, for semis overall. Uh, again, the uh, the SOXL Direction Levered Bull Semi ETF is uh, is one that I do watch. Uh, I have not nibbled at it just because it looks too high based on the uh, the downturn I see coming. But who knows? Uh, so another awesome news: the uh, the World Health Organization was out yesterday saying that the worst is yet to come for coronavirus, and uh, they anticipate serious, meaningful spikes across the globe. Uh, they believe we're still in wave one and that there will be a wave two. Uh, Jay Powell in his pre-testimony commentaries <laughs> stressed the extraordinary uncertainty around the corner for the American economy and the long path to recovery that we'll face. It's the second time we've heard Jay use that term, extraordinarily uncertain. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to give you a hint saying, hey, look, I know I'm pumping a shitload of stimulus into the economy and into the markets. I, know I have to do this, but like, please, please be aware that, you know, this isn't going to be just business as usual right off the bat. I mean, the V-shaped recovery that everybody was talking about. I, if you still believe in that, um, you know, I got a bridge uh, in Arizona I can sell you. Um, maybe he's trying to give you a hint. Maybe you should listen to him. He's pretty smart, even though he is a politician, ultimately. Um, one in four American CEOs, speaking of politicians, uh, anticipate uh, a full recovery won't happen until after 2021, which means that three and four uh, expect that you know we'll we'll get back to full recovery before then. But keep in mind, these CEOs are politicians. They uh, they are appointed and uh, voted into office, basically, especially in public companies by their constituents, who in this case aren't citizens, but who are shareholders and members of the board. So they got to kind of sometimes tell people what they want to hear. Um, I was surprised to see one in four of them saying that they think the recovery is going to take so long. Uh, although you would need to break that up by industry because different industries will recover at different paces. Um, so that's kind of a bullshit stat. <laughs> um, people continue to harass Facebook over, get this, their lack of censorship. They're saying they aren't being uh, critical enough of some of the uh, content coming out of politicians, specifically your favorite president of these United States, um, and advertisers are leaving them in droves. I think that's pretty hilarious because Facebook was always kind of chirped for censoring things or meddling too much, and now people are saying they're not meddling too much. They're not meddling enough. So you know, public opinion, right, wrong, or otherwise, is impactful. And uh, if a brand thinks that uh, they need to do something in order to save their brand value in the eyes of the public, they don't have any responsibility to the Bill of Rights or the Constitution or anybody else to act appropriately and, and think about civil liberties. They just do what's right for the brand. And if public opinion influences the brand and the brand influences the overall economy, you know, 
you see how that snowball can get rolling. Pretty dangerous. It's like uh, that, uh, that, that rapper who did nothing uh, since 2016, but then came out to, to crying uh, uh, the wonderful Aunt Jemima, and you know, now she's gone. So gotta be careful who we're letting steer the ship here. Make sure that the right checks and balances remain in place, but there's not a lot you or I can do about that. So we gotta roll with the flow. Um, so Bloomberg, uh, Noah Smith, a journalist from Bloomberg, pretty smart guy. I like to read his stuff usually. Uh, he wrote an op-ed they put out yesterday saying that uh, the decline of the United States overall, the secular decline of uh, the, the greatest Western power, uh, maybe of all time, is now out in the open. Uh, our failure to suppress this disease uh, that most other countries contain quite well um, adds to a long list of existing problems, including our anti-immigration policies, high housing costs, poor infrastructure, endemic gun violence, uh, and that other nations are likely to become more attractive for business investment um, and, uh, and, and relocation and lifestyle. People are going to start living better in other countries. Not surprising. If you've lived in America your whole life like I have, um, you've noticed things aren't necessarily getting better. Um, and it doesn't seem like people are trying to make that uh, improve. Um, okay, so here's some good news. Chinese food restaurants in the United States are making a comeback. Uh, since reaching a peak uh, closure rate of about 60% on April 11th, um, some of them actually blaming virus-related racism for, for such a sharp drop, uh, Chinese restaurants have reopened faster than any other category of independent restaurants, according to the uh, small business data company Womply. Uh, as of June 20th, only 15% of Chinese food restaurants weren't doing business, compared to 20% of other types of independent restaurants. So go get yourself some dumplings and some goons and celebrate that. All right, let's talk about today. Um, as we look at the markets now, just 15 short minutes ahead of the open, uh, the Dow is down 26 basis points. The S&P is flat, basically. The NASDAQ is up 45 basis points. Not sure why it's up so much. It might be a pop on semis from that Micron report. Um, Europe is basically flat down, and Asia is up across the board on China's strong June PMI report. Um, now, we haven't heard much out of China on the Beijing coronavirus outbreak. Uh, that's a big unknown, I think. I think there are potential impacts on manufacturing. Um, although, as we know, um, Hubei province, where Wuhan is, is the center of manufacturing, but that doesn't mean that uh, there won't be some other issues. So I'm keeping an eye on China still, and I am still looking at their numbers with a skeptical eye. Um, ConAgra brands um, report, oh, you know, before we move on to ConAgra, oil's down a couple hundred basis points. Gold is absolutely flat for those commodities folks out there. Uh, ConAgra reported this morning, um, trading up 3% uh, pre-market on an earnings beat and a really nice revenue beat. Um, they're doing well, they, they had some good numbers. Um, ConAgra, for those of you who don't know, is responsible for some of your favorite brands like uh, Slim Jim, Marie Callender, Vlasic Pickles, Ready Whip for my Wooks out there, Orville Redenbacher's, and uh, Hebrew National, a wonderful hot dog maker. Um, in other news, Uber has made an offer to buy Postmates for $2.6 billion. Uh, that's from the Wall Street Journal. Um, talks are, are ongoing, and I mean, they, they made a pass at Grubhub earlier uh, this, this quarter, if you remember, and Grubhub shot them down only to be acquired by JustEat slash Takeaway.com, that, that big Dutch food uh, delivery service provider. Um, so Uber is, is looking to grow in that space. I think it's interesting. Uh, they know they need to diversify, especially given the fact that travel is down and their ride sharing service is down. Um, they're looking to get into anything they can from grocery delivery to uh, food delivery to uh, anything they can gain some money from. Although I will say that model's not great. It's not, uh, food DSP is just not super profitable. So 
don't know. I mean, they have cash to spend, even though they're not profitable. But uh, I don't know. Seems like a bit of a frantic move. I don't know that I like it. Okay, uh, today is the rebalancing. It's June 30th. It's the end of the quarter. Uh, so expect a lot of volume and a lot of volatility today. Uh, maybe it's uh, time to reconsider uh, whether it is nobler in the mind to, to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous rallies or to take arms uh, against a sea of phony stimulus uh, and bullshit bulls uh, and thus uh, to get margin called and to trade uh, per chance to gain no more. Um, our friend Mnuchin uh, is expected to tell the White House that the economy is continuing its recovery and tout a forecast of 17% growth uh, over the next quarter and uh, 9% growth in the fourth quarter. Uh, three quarters of small businesses are at least partially open. Uh, half of the rest will reopen. Uh, lawmakers are expected to question Mnuchin and Jay Powell about the resurgence of cases. I, they'll downplay them both. I don't know. Powell has prepared his remarks. He's, again, stressed the importance of containing the virus, as well as advising that it might be a longer path to recover than we think. Um, Mnuchin, I mean, if you trust a single word that that guy, uh, that that guy says, we can come back out and, uh, and and talk about selling you that bridge in Arizona. I mean, that guy is this is as slippery as they come. Just just look at that jawline. Tell you everything you need to know. Although I do like his ex-wife. Um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the China Kaishin Manufacturing Index uh, for June is out at 9:45 uh, a.m. Eastern, that's an important one to watch. Again, take Chinese numbers with a grain of salt, but I'll be dialed into that just to see kind of what happens because obviously China manufacturing is still important. Um, speaking of China, uh, they lashed out at new rules that are going to make it harder to export sensitive U.S. technology to Hong Kong, saying that uh, they'll do what's needed to protect their sovereignty. And uh, Wilbur Ross fired back saying that more penalties are going to be coming. Um, Beijing likely to publish full details of the new national security law for Hong Kong shortly. And uh, I don't know. I don't think the U.S. is going to like that. Uh, in other uh, geopolitical kind of national security news, uh, there are reports out that the White House uh, knew in early 2019 of intel suggesting that Russia was offering the Taliban bounties for U.S. troops in Afghanistan. So Russia was saying they would pay the Taliban to kill Americans in Afghanistan. Um, and this new report says that White House officials may have known about it about a year earlier than they <laughs> told people about it. Um, pretty nefarious shit. That's, uh, that's pretty slippery, pretty sneaky stuff by Russia. Um, but I don't know. I don't think there's anything we can do against Russia right now. I think we've lost all our geopolitical leverage against them. I think their military might be as strong or stronger than ours. And uh, I don't know. I think Putin can outmaneuver just about anybody. So tough titty. Um, Las Vegas Casino Workers Union is suing uh, casino operators, accusing them of failing to protect their employees from coronavirus. I think there's going to be a lot more of this. I mean, as businesses try to reopen, they, they just they, they need to. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the issue is... Is it worth reopening to capture revenue now or and risk those lawsuits in case workers get sick? Because, um, I mean, those could be massive, massive. We're talking about billions of dollars. Um, I mean, look at uh, what's happening in the meat packing and processing industry in the U.S. I mean, you're going to see some unbelievable lawsuits coming out of that. Uh, that's Pilgrim's Pride. That's Tyson. Um, I just, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'd be scared of that. I'm, I'm staying away from all of those guys in the meat processing and packaging plant. I think there's huge liability there. Okay, uh, Lululemon announced they're buying Mirror for $500 million. Uh, mirror, for those of you who don't know, is uh, a mirror that projects a video through it that uh, 
you can use to attend virtual workout classes. It's kind of like a Peloton minus the bike. Um, I think it's just so fucking silly and stupid. I mean, I've seen the thing. I haven't really used it. I've seen how it works. Uh, I've touched it. I've interacted with it. I haven't worked out on it. But, I mean, a product like that in the economic environment that we're going to be entering... I mean, I understand that people aren't going to be going back to gyms and that companies are trying to capitalize on the workout from home thing, but I don't think people are going to be dropping $1,500 on a digital mirror that they can see a trainer in. Um, they have their phones and iPads. That that kind of works the same way. Um, I think that's a fucking ridiculous acquisition. But I also thought it was ridiculous when Facebook bought Instagram. All right, I'm coming clean on that. So sometimes I'm wrong. Uh, Morgan Stanley reported uh, that they expect another trillion in stimulus. Yikes. Where's that coming from? I'll tell you. It's coming out of your children's futures. Um, I hope public schools improve because you're going to be sending your kids there. Um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Commissioner Billy Beach, William Beach, wrote uh, about the trouble the agencies had measuring who's un- who's actually unemployed. Uh, the root of the problem is that they're having a hard time recording workers who are absent from work because they can't track people down because they don't know if they're furloughed or laid off or just not going into work because they're scared of the coronavirus or they're using vacation time or sick time rather than out of a job. Um, He thinks the misclassifications of who's unemployed and who isn't could have as much of a 3.1% um impact on on the unemployment rate in May um, to the upside or downside. They don't even know. So it's funny to hear the Bureau of Labor Statistics say that they actually don't even know who's employed and who isn't. Uh, but everyone seems to really uh, religiously follow those <laughs> those, uh, those job numbers. So just keep, keep in mind on that. But, you know, garbage in, garbage out, guys, remember. Okay, chart of the day uh, comes from the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis um, on real personal income, excluding current government transfers. Uh, now, looking at this chart, we've actually fallen from peaks in March down to levels not seen since 2016. So that's four years of progress on personal income erased. And that gap is being filled artificially. Keep in mind, this, this line shows real personal income X current government transfers. So when that goes away, there's going to be this kind of 8.5% gap between what personal income feels like and what it actually is. Uh, that's what I'm concerned about. Uh, I think that worsens. I just... You know, I don't know. Um, the drop that, that we've seen since March is just about as bad as it was post 08, 09, but it's a lot steeper. And again, I don't think the recovery is going to be uh, as steep as the decline. I think it's going to be a lot more gradual and have a longer tail on it, which can get ugly. All right. Let's go back in time, close it out. Uh, 1960, Zaire, formerly the Belgian Congo, and now the Democratic Republic of Congo declared independence from Belgium. Uh, they've had a tough uh, 50 years or so since then. Um, some serious issues in that country. Um, in, in 1908, an enormous aerial explosion caused by a comet fragment entering the atmosphere flattened about 500,000 acres of pine forest in central Siberia. It's called the Tunguska impact, T-U-N-G-U-S-K-A impact. If you have time today, uh, check out the Wikipedia and look at some pictures. It's really cool. Uh, and it's really fortunate that that thing blew up over Siberia and not over like, you know, New York or LA or, uh, Paris or something, because it would have been catastrophic. Reminds us that we're very small in the grand scheme of things, guys. Very small. Just a pale blue dot out there. Okay, in 1893, we're going back to Africa. The Excelsior Diamond, uh, which weighed 995 carats, it was the largest uncut diamond found to date, was discovered at the De Beers Mine in Jaegersfontein, Orange Free State in Southern Africa. Pretty cool Um, for those Blood Diamond fans out there. Um, and for those African colonial history fans like me out there. Um, 1859, Jean-Francois Gravelet, 
crossed Niagara Falls on a tightrope uh, that was 1,100 feet long and 160 feet above the water. And I'll tell you, markets these days have me feeling a bit like I'm walking on a tightrope. All right, guys, that's all we have today. Uh, we're getting close to the open. I hope everyone has a good day and uh, good luck with the rebalancing out there, everybody.